We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Report. Excited to have you joining us. Also excited to welcome a good friend of the podcast, Connor O'Driscoll. You know him from stat chasing, from his work at Rotoviz over the offseason. Connor, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on. Definitely. Always fun to have you on. Hassan, you're uh, still recovering, it looks like, but hanging in there. Yeah. Hassan is living as a... Uh, you're you're living as like a, an ancient Roman. All this, all the the, the talk of like <laughs> people thinking about ancient Rome every day. Hassan is taking that one step forward. I, I know it, it. some grapes drop in. From the top <laughs> I wish I had some grapes, man. I wish I had some grapes. No, my only dream is to be seated upright like you guys. Um, we're, <laughs> we're getting there. Um, still nervous, still a little inflamed uh, post surgery here. But uh, optimistic that we get it back, get going. Oh my God! Like, you have no idea what you've got till it's gone, guys. Um, Speaking of having no idea what you've got, I mean, let's not bury the lead. Devon A. Chain. Um, I guess this is a quote directly from NBC. I kind of want to read it. Uh, one of the most outrageous performances you'll ever see: a rookie running back who had one rush for five yards the previous week, shredding an opposing defense on the ground and through the air. A-Chain caught two shovel pass touchdowns and averaged nearly 12 yards per carry, including a 68-yard scamper in the fourth quarter after the souls of Denver defenders had left their bodies. Yep, that uh, that's definitely a direct quote pulled from uh, from NBC. I think that's probably one of Rotobats. Uh, but he had 18, he, you're, you're right in the lead because he had 18 rushes for 212 yards and two scores. And he had uh, four catches for 30 yards and two scores. Um Connor, I remember you were mentioning this in the in the ship chasing Discord, but why was everyone really ripping on you for you know? No, not me. Running backs. I, I, I should be yeah. I should be clear. There was there was no never any personal uh, attack towards me personally, and um, but there was I definitely seen a lot of uh, commentary and uh, um, analysis that a chain was he's bur- buried in the depth chart. It's going to take him too long to play. And, uh, you know, if, if he's not playing, how good could he be really? And That's true. 
he slipped. He did slip quite dramatically throughout the offseason. And um, I forget, was he he an 11-round, 12-round pick? Yeah, you could get him, depending on the platform, at some points, like closer to the start of the season, like after preseason, you could get him the 15th, 16th round. Yeah, uh, and it's it's one of those things where when, when you see like analysis like that and you see the price go down so much, it starts to feel really bad. And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, was, was I an idiot for, <laughs> for taking thirty percent a chain? And um, doesn't seem like it. Uh, definitely a fifty a fifty burger will make you feel a lot better about uh, about taking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh... I mean, I mean, obviously, we're not thinking that the Dolphins are going to score seventy every week, but right. But how do you see a chain building on this performance? I guess is the best way to put it. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing, and and maybe this is this is self evident. The biggest thing is that like he is actually a legitimately good football player. Like mm-hmm. always, the risk with rookies is that like okay, you're buying the talent, but they've never played in the NFL before. And what if what we see in, in the college production and, and, and whatnot, if, is that not real? Um, but definitely it, it feels like it's a big box to check that like, okay, this is actually a very good NFL player. Um, I think though that uh, he, he, de- he definitely was helped this week by uh, the injuries in the backfield. And, and, and some of those guys are going to come back. Um, I think that uh, even, even, it, it, it's hard to say that, like, just because of how well he played today when the, when the, the offense scored 70 points that yeah. and, and the Broncos' defense must have played awful, too, that he played so well that they're going to be like, okay, we, we, we just have to keep this guy in our plans uh, forever now. So yeah. I think ne- next week they probably, they, they probably do have to get on the ball to some degree, but I don't, I don't know if there's a fire lit under them to, like, uh, okay, we need to prioritize like getting him some touches every week. He probably needs to give another two or three of these to like really uh, uh, cement as like a a fifty percent and above opportunity player. I think when you when you say these, do you mean um, like explosive sort of runs, or do you mean like Fifty burgers. Like, I think the the latter. Well, yeah, obviously difficult. not. Obviously not fifty burgers, but just more. Like you see some of the the big runs he has, and yeah. he's so decisive. He's getting around defenders. Like the the, the blocking's good and whatnot, but he he's he's running very well. And mm-hmm. what I'm what I mean is, you you probably do need him to see to see him rip off explosive plays where it's not just a blocking, but he's he's running quite well too. Yeah. Uh, for a couple of weeks and th- and then that sort of forces our hands like okay these other running backs we have are, are good too but this this is this is our, our our better player yeah um just to just to back up a little bit on terms of i know you mentioned injuries but you know waddle missed and that was like you could tell that that was a massive massive miss uh for uh not necessarily for the for the fins here but like you know, monster saw what seven targets. Uh, I'm just pulling this up right now. Yeah, he saw seven targets, got all seven for sixty yards, and a Shane saw four, got four for thirty yards. Right. So, like, do you think with Waddle coming back, where do you think the ba- like? Do you think that both monster and Shane are going to see like a pretty nice cut? Do you think a lot more is going to come from monster Like, where do you think this this backfield is going to head 
even once 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 Waddle is back, I'm not even factoring in um, right. Ahmed or or Wilson here yet. I think uh, it the Dolphins' backfield it is a high value touch uh, backfield. Like they 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 do throw to the backs a decent amount. The the, the receiving expected points is it, it it it's pretty good. Um, and then they all they they've been getting to the uh the green zone as well quite a bit. So there's like obviously goal line carries and and. Like there, there's a good amount of expected points to go around, and uh, clearly, like you said, Waddle being out did help that, um, even even more, and and the and the offense having such a great day helped it even more. But would that that would expect it to kind of like um be one of the better backfields for expected points in terms of targets and and goal line touches, um. But yeah, obviously this is kind of an extreme uh, outlier. Do you agree with with, with Cobra Kai here? He says Waddle might or should have been a fifth, sixth rounder. Do you agree with this, or like, are we were we right to be really taking him where we were? Because this kind of was kind of an aggressive. Uh, I mean, he was a mid second rounder. I mean, it's hard to. Uh, it's if you're if you're just looking at the stats for weeks one and two, and and like how many points he scored, um, that would appear to be it. it, it if you're looking at that and nothing else, then that would sort of make sense. But I, I when you put it in the context of like two games in an NFL season, it's like it's so short. And he is if you look at how they deployed the two receivers last year, he is going to be like like he's gonna get a heavy, heavy target share. His air yards are it's not gonna just be like empty um low A dot throws. He is gonna get air yards, so he's gonna get like very strong fantasy opportunity over the next what is it 14 uh, games of their season um and it, it's waddle who's very very good so uh, this season's way too early i think to uh to call that yeah it's easy to forget that last year when you know the beginning of the season when tua was healthy fully healthy we were talking about hill and waddle as both being like top five wide receivers yeah in the league um so yeah i'm not, not right up on waddle yet certainly yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not too concerned it does it is it is interesting i mean at least to think about but like you said it's still such a young season um and there are uh, we'll be talking about them later but there are bigger bigger busts at cost right now that doesn't include that, that didn't include um an injury discount to have or an injury to have happened for them for us to start having these concerns um, although I will say that that it is it is uh, it is it, it was sharp to be taking bothered in the second there fifty percent of the time um, he's someone I'm fairly light on I regret it yeah it's interesting the Pollard stuff is interesting um, because the role has clearly been fantastic absolutely fantastic yeah and <laughs> but the points haven't followed yet uh, which mm. is I I think is at least uh, mildly surprising because. He's been such a, an efficient player over his uh, his career that it's at least a little bit surprising. I I, I don't I don't want to like uh, read in too much into the, the sort of like goal line inefficiency, but for a smaller back, well he, he's not that small, but um, for a smallish er back, it is it's a it's a little interesting that uh, he hasn't really converted yet. It's probably coming, but. Yeah, I, I think I think we're we're close to a pretty big a pretty big game. 
Before before we head over to Cowboys Cardinals, I did want to close out on the Denver side of the ball. I don't know if you guys saw this, but like Sean Payton looks like somehow it looks like he's aged thirty years after that game. Um and 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 somehow Cortland Sutton caught eight of his eleven targets for ninety five yards and a score. He also had two drive killing fumbles while carrying the football like a loaf of bread, which is something that the that the Denver Dolphins is uh, defenders really were targeting there. Um, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts here, Connor. Like, do you think he like Sutton really is this like number one receiver here over Jerry Judy, who was you know who put up all this garbage time production against the Broncos? And where or where does this leave Marvin Mims? And I mean, Sutton hasn't played off like o- overall. He hasn't played awful. Like it's it's hard to it's hard for me at least anyway to like put too much uh, weight on, on on fumble stuff. Like so for him to be getting uh, targeted quite a bit, like he he he, he must be playing decently well. Um, I think w- in terms of like versus Judy. Uh, mm-hmm. Judy is coming off the hamstring injury. Uh, I think next week and, and going forward, it, it'll be a bit harder to set to blame the hamstring in, injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's at least a, an excuse for uh, Judy to have not quite uh, been uh, producing so far. Because I, I really was expecting him to be like sort of dominate targets a little bit, where he, his ability to get open was would have been so good that. He, he would be a magnet for targets, but that doesn't seem to have happened yet. Um, and then Mims clearly, I, I mean, does seem pretty clearly the best player on their offense so far, but they only play him like less 10 snaps a game. So um, if, they found a way to, uh, <laughs> if they found a way to, to play him, uh, I mean, I, 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 I should, like you said, I, I should say that, Somebody who's performing that outrageously well on ten snaps as a rookie, and uh, like it seems like a very clear cut, like end of this end of a year, like no no mims no money, like <laughs> yeah. uh, situation. Yeah. Whereas if he does play himself in into bigger opportunity, and he keeps performing like that, it's 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 very easy to see him putting up like outrageous scores. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you figure he, you know, even on 10 snaps or whatever he had, 15 maybe um, today, still to get five targets is pretty is pretty impressive. It shows that when he's on the field, they're trying to get him the ball, and he's he's open a lot. So you expect those kind of, you know, you expect his, his targets per route probably to come down, but that happens when you start running more routes. Um yeah, it's interesting Judy didn't play really a full-time role today either. So I don't know that I would be too concerned about about his targets compared to Sutton's at this point. I think it seems like they were probably not um, not ready to – he's maybe not at quite 100% yet, and they didn't want to rush him back. So next week I'd expect those, those target numbers to be closer between Judy and Sutton. Um, yeah, I do want to get thoughts on – on my guy Jal- Jaleel McLaughlin, who outcarried Samaje P. Ryan today, is uh, is P. Ryan out as the backup running back? Is there a new a new RB two? It does feel like he's about to get flipped, like that. It's yeah. that it's uh, it's that close in mm-hmm. uh, by game three. It does feel like uh, uh, that, and 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 McLaughlin is probably a better uh, uh, contrast 
to Javante as well. Whereas um, P Ryan was was always just sort of like competent at everything, and um, but never really like a true like game changer at anything. Whereas McLaughlin, like he don't the fact that he's speedy, they that that could be something where like they were like, okay, we have this kind of like more powerful tackle breaking back in Javante, whereas McLaughlin is a better change of pace. Um it that that is that is something though that's it's hard to say. Like uh, just looking at um um he he did only play 13 snaps um versus P Ryan's 19. So I, I do I do wonder if like there's any chance that the, the coaching staff would trust P Ryan with stuff like pass blocking more. That would mean he's kind of like a stubborn uh he, he's able to stubbornly hold on to something there. Um but it's 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 definitely really interesting that they're close. Yeah, I mean, but like the Broncos are sitting at 0-3. Like Sean Payton clearly, I mean, I mean, Sean Payton definitely has lost a step or three, right? Like there's just no way. I don't know if it's like Ross or if it's him or if it's a combo of the two, but like this is like a very ugly one-note Broncos offense, right? Like why not? Why not try something? Also, also stop trying this Brandon Johnson nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, 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 like what? Like, I think Brandon Johnson actually had like a couple of pretty costly plays against the team itself. I don't know. I mean, I, I really want to get your thoughts here, Drake, on a macro level. Like, for all the hype that we had about the Broncos and Sean Payton and this entire revival going into the season, we've we've really seen an absolute bottoming out. Like, do you expect any forms of life here at all? On this offense, like down the stretch, to where you can comfortably say, "Yeah, this is not like, yeah, I can see another year for Russ. Yeah, I can see more time being added on the clock for some of these guys." Or is it just going to be like an all-out cleansing end of season where they just hand the team over to Sean Payton and let him build it in this vision? Um, I mean, the offense was like so, uh, at least partially functional in in weeks one and two. Yeah. Um, this week it was obviously ter- just awful 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 um but i i i think that there's definitely not i think there is enough talent here and 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 maybe as 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 judy and, and javante kind of like uh come back into closer to 100 and they have uh they involve mims more that that does feel like something where like this offense should it should still be quite functional like where it's it's i don't think it's an offense where um like you, you, you just can't get any production from it just because like it, it doesn't work on multiple levels. Like I, I think there's some, there is something here. It's definitely a disappointment where um, Peyton, uh, his, his revival as, as he hasn't really revived it too much. He's probably been slightly better than Hackett, but um, not really uh, an, an offensive mastermind by any stretch. Dude, he looks so old in that one press clip that I saw of him. Like he looks genuinely like like whoa, this guy should not be on the like like he looked every bit of his age. Whereas you know how like Pete Carroll doesn't look like that? Like he looked every right. bit of his age. Yeah, Pete Carroll's like a cool uncle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and speaking of Pete Carroll, we can actually jump ahead to that game because I know this is a guy who you were pretty bullish on. Kenneth Walker rushed 18 times for 97 yards and two scores in the Seahawks' week three win over the Panthers. He also added 59 yards on three receptions. You know, Walker was a centerpiece in the offense against a solid Panthers secondary. 
but both of his scores came in the second half. Is this kind of what you were expecting here, Drico? I know you mentioned that you were very bullish on Kenneth Walker during draft season. And are you excited with the return so far? And do you think he can keep off Zach Charbonnet for the entire like like entire year? Um yeah, I, I think so the, the not coming into Kenneth Walker was that like uh, obviously very explosive runner, um, yeah. but not the best at converting uh at goal on touches into touchdowns and sort of a zero as a receiver. And he he the fact that he's converting green zone touches into touchdowns, he had four targets today. Uh he only had ten ten routes versus 16 for Charbonnet. Um but um I think that's a that's a pretty good return versus like what people were sort of expecting. Like where I, I, I think I definitely think at this point it's fair to say that uh the the fear of him getting phased out of the, the fantasy rich touches is overblown. And um his role is, is fairly it's not the best role, but it's pretty good. And, and and the talent there is obviously phenomenal. So definitely excited after uh, the first couple of weeks. Yeah, I think I think uh, everybody else over here has a good point about like Kenneth Walker holding off Charbonnet. Charbonnet had one pretty impressive uh, like truck stick highlight. I don't know if you guys saw it. Where yeah, he, but where he's he out of bounds it. when he did it. <laughs> yeah, he's out of bounds. I, right? I like guys who make plays when they're inbounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the, the bigger question here, Blair, if you want to blow this one up, is how long before Jan hit, GSN hits, you think? Oh, my God. What is going on? Yeah, that's a good question. I did want to kind of pick your guys' brains about about JSN and I guess kind of how long before you get before you start to get worried or if you're not already. He needs to start m- making plays, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I... I I think it was a pretty uh, fair expectation that he was going to be behind the top two in roots going into the year, um, but he he hasn't really. I, I we I, I was hoping anyway that similar to so, sort of like your Justin Jeffersons and 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 so on and so forth, where uh, and Garrett Wilson, where they make enough like amazing plays early in the year, uh, the team just has to go. Okay, we just got to play that guy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's concerning um, that we haven't seen that. Uh, I'm not I'm not panicking yet, um, but that that's what sort of I think that's what we need to see. That like okay, he's he's made this highlight real play, and they have to say okay. I know uh, um, Metcalf and Lockett are amazing, but we really have to find a way to play this play this guy more, even if he is a rookie. Yeah, right, right. You can kind of you can kind of explain away the lack of production because he's still only playing like half the snaps or something. But at some yeah. point, you would hope that if he's really as good as we think he is, that he'll force the coaching staff's hand. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the question, right, Blair? Like you're looking at someone who's losing out on targets to Noah Fant, who everyone had left for dead, Colby Parkinson, who people had left for dead, right? Um and like you shouldn't he like and Zach and Jake Bobo, right? Like like <laughs> he would not be he should not be losing out on on this type of production. I don't know. I mean I mean I mean Fant is just like, I don't know, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but like like my my instinct at the time was that they weren't particularly happy with, with Fant as a as a as an offensive weapon, hence 
they took GSN, especially where they took him, because they wanted more firepower in the in the aerial game. And that's I don't know. It's not that thesis is still yet to be borne out here. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And if I die, I die. But like that's you know that that was my thought at the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. It's you know hard to explain everything this way, but Pete Carroll does some weird stuff with rookies every year. It seems like, and we're still we are still early. Yeah, it's I like, know. Like we're still at the point of the season where if uh, if JSN did something like in in week seven, week eight, and then became a, a, a very strong starter the rest of the way. That you'd be very happy with that pick. Yeah. yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But uh, but but it is it is tough because like I do think uh, I do think that like one of the things was that like the rookie wide receiver ADPs were pushed up so high that you were expecting them to be like at least participating a little bit more in the offense than they currently are, if only because you know wide receiver itself was a little shallow of a position early, and then and then uh, you know you're also drafting these guys where they, where you were. I don't know if if, if that was your thought, Drico, or or if I'm just panicking and you're here talking off a ledge. Um, you 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 you. I you're saying you are starting to panic on. Just no, no, no. I, I, I can't tell if I am panicking and you're here to talk me off the edge, or if like, I'm expecting this, you know, this, um, uh, you know, the, because we were taking them so early where we were taking yeah. them, right? Like, is it, is it? Am I justified in feeling like, oh, we should be expecting a little bit more, or should I just be a little more patient? Um, I mean, it de- it depends on how how early you took them, um. I know, like definitely after the uh, after the injury, he started going a lot uh, a lot later, and I think if you're talking about like a fifth or sixth round pick, yeah. um, like the um, the fifth or sixth round pick, like if if you're get if if like the the starting scenario for JSN is good enough, like you 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 can be a little patient there, um, but I mean obviously it. Like we we haven't hit the best outcome. Like the best outcome would have been that he makes plays straight away, and that it's a Garrett Wilson thing. That that hasn't happened. And like the, the longer we go, the the worse uh, things look. Um, but I I'm 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 thinking that like, and if we're still having the same conversation in let's say two weeks, then it is it, it it's definitely not it's maybe not panic time, but much more concerning. I mean, yeah. it is. It is, you know, you kind of, (laughs) 
you you expect it because you do see these other rookies kind of making you know leading their team in snaps and routes and targets right away Zay flowers today led the ravens you see um i mean jordan addison had seven targets uh sam laporta eight targets and a touchdown today it's uh you know and that's not even to mention guys we didn't even expect like puka so i mean yeah right. at a certain point you do kind of say okay jsn you got to actually show me something we can't blame this all on on the coaching staff right and 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 maybe um i know those rookies uh, are, are other rookies are dealing with much less competition but maybe sure. in in this instance where coaches already want to slowly bring on rookies that yeah. the fact that Lockett and, and Metcalf have played so well is it, just even more excuse for them to uh, not play him as much as we'd like. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, historical anomalies mentioned this in the chat, but we'll just get to it. So so Quinton Johnson, he caught only two of his three targets for 10 yards today in the Chargers' win over the Vikings. He's still a box score non-entity and was outsnapped by Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer had some embarrassingly bad um, drops, by the way, that one of them almost cost him the game. The big development here, though, is uh, Mike Williams' knee injury. It sounds like he's going to be looking at a multi-week absence, if not longer. Um, Drico, what are your thoughts here? And Blair, like, what are your thoughts here on, on QJ? Do you really think this team can continue to roll out Josh Palmer at all? Like, I mean, like he had a couple of really bad blunders earlier today to where it was just it questions his role in the team entirely. So I was curious what your guys' thoughts were here. Is it like QJ season now? Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm going to pass on being the first person that like, Blair, do you want to be the first person to answer this something? <laughs> I mean, is it QJ season now? He played, what, 16 snaps today? Um, I wish it were QJ season soon. Yeah. I wish it were starting. Um, he's another guy where, you know... You kind of hope that he would he would uh, force the coaching staff's hand to put him in ahead of Josh Palmer. I mean, hopefully, well, yeah, hopefully with Williams out, he gets more of an opportunity. But you would expect him to have already been playing ahead of Palmer and even you know maybe ahead of Williams. So, um, so I think you have to have kind of at least start to have the same kind of concerns with with uh, Quentin Johnson as you do with JSN. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not panicking yet, but and and, um, and price was much cheaper on, on QJ than sure, uh, sure. than JSN. So that is something as well where you get a couple of weeks at the at the back end of the season like that are are very good. Yeah. You're, you're you're happy. Um. But I think too, like some of the mistakes that if you're if you're seeing guys make mistakes, and uh, I I I didn't get a chance to watch uh, much of the. Uh, Chargers game today, um, but I know he he was he did have quite a few drops, um, in the preseason. He he like he it did seem like he was like a a, a raw in the preseason itself seemed like it was a raw rookie, and uh, mm-hmm. who they're trying to like acclimatize the NFL, not like a hey this guy is a star, uh, mm-hmm. and, and like we're very excited about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that for as long as Eckler's out, man, like the Chargers should go around. The second Eckler comes back, like he just is such a target vacuum. You know what I mean? Do you guys have concerns about him? Who? Uh, Eckler and his return and what it does to this passing game. Yeah. I mean, I think you've got to see like 
Keenan Allen's targets come down, at least from what he had today, which was 20, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, 20. I mean, obviously that's not sustainable. You know, Herbert did throw 47 passes, so these are kind of inflated anyway. But I think, uh, you know, once Eckler's back, you'd see fewer targets for for Keenan for sure, but also probably for guys like Gerald Everett who are getting those targets closer to the line of scrimmage anyway. Yeah, and the other thing that that I wonder about this uh, Mike uh, Williams injury is how many more we're actually. It seems like we're already getting quite a few um, two tight end sets for uh, for the Chargers, mm-hmm. um, but they that that may uh, push them to use even more. Um, that that that's not quite related. It just just a, a, a thought on uh, on the Chargers, um, yeah. but yeah, I think with Eckler. He, he he definitely he reduces the available volume down a little bit for everybody, uh, but also the the fact he he's quite good. Hopefully that is also like over a uh, it wasn't a concern today, but over a longer term that him being good with his touches also keeps the offense on the field and and, and like is overall like hopefully either like only a small negative to to, to neutral. Yeah. Like rather than touches for Josh Kelly and, and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You would see Kelly take a take a step back. Uh, he only had one target today, I think. So not much, not much in the passing game to to take from him. But yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, I'm not seeing him on this list, but I did want to talk about guy I mentioned before, another rookie, Sam Laporta, who. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of had a a breakout day um you know seeing a rookie tight end come on and put up these kind of numbers this early is fairly unusual where are you thinking about well yeah, he had 11 targets uh, eight catches for 84 yards and a score right right where do you have laporta ranked say in dynasty or maybe going into next year best ball He's in the uh, he he has to be in like the mid the the middle of the uh the where we had the elite range this year I think like I think he has to go ahead of um uh who's the Steelers tight end again Friermuth Friermuth yeah he has to be going ahead of where Friermuth and and, and and Joku were because he does have this role where he's running a lot of routes um. He's high up in their plans. Like he, he's like a priority target for them to get the ball to. Um, he's clearly playing well. Like his role, his role up to now, had been quite good, even if the the production wasn't as good as today. Um, and if if we're seeing him come out out of the gate, like at uh, really high snap share, really high yeah uh, root share, he- heavily targeted, like that that's that's just uh, sort of elite tight end, yeah. Like, um, so I mean, I'm thinking if I'm thinking underdog, I'm thinking maybe like uh, cautiously the fourth round, yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Cobra Kai brings up the comp I was not necessarily thinking of, but you know, do you have Laporta maybe already in that kind of second elite tier, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think you have to. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, Pitt saw nine targets today. He had four catches for forty-one yards. But like at some point, right? Like, 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 like Kyle Pitts is like rookie season doesn't indicate his situation today, right? His rookie season, we've talked about this before, was bereft of Drake London. The fact that he's putting up similar numbers to John o. Smith is just, I don't know, man. Like it's kind of abysmal. Like on the other hand, you've got like. On the other hand, you've got Laporta who's actually dominating targets alongside Amon Ross St. Brown. Like this is a like this was a, a condensed target tree, right? Mm-hmm. Uh it got through the ball 33 times, but it like it went to Amon Ross St. Brown twice. I mean 12 times, went to Laporta 11 times, and it went to Raymond, Khalif Raymond six times, and Gibbs only two twice, right? Like, I mean, well, the, the Lions kind of toyed around a little bit with the Falcons, right? Like the Falcons kind of saw that they couldn't just play their typical bullshit football and continue to win. Um, it gets fairly one note when you're playing against slightly better teams, but that is an interestingly aggressive aggressive rank from you there, Rico on 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 Laporta. I like it. Where would where 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 would you consider him on FFPC next year? Like, is it like a late second, early third? Like, what would you be doing there? Um, on FFPC, I think I remember think it's tight end premium, like two tree turn. <laughs> yeah, with with tight end premium, I think you are talking two tree turn. Turn, right? Yeah, because yeah. he's got it, he's basically got the Hawkinson role, um, yeah. and he's got the Hawkinson role immediately, immediately, right. and yeah. so and if way you're, more consistently than Hawkinson ever had it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if if you're talking like if you're talking about um like second year player jumps like I I, I just think like. It's it's one of it's one of he's one of those players where uh, the following season or even by the end of this season or by the, the end of next season he could just be like a, a standard like one of the top tight ends like one of the the the, the household elite tight end names and mm. obviously I, I I I'm like projecting a trajectory forward but I think that's sort of what you have to do with the young players yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's kind of what we're like. That's kind of, I mean, that gives you an idea of what his range, his ceiling range of outcomes looks like, right? Is trading Puka for AJ Brown and Saquon a good move? I have Puka. Yes, I would absolutely trade Puka and Akua for AJ Brown and Saquon Barkley. <laughs> uh. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes questions are easier than others. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so he may. So this is a guy who we teased a little bit earlier, but one of the more one of the bigger disappointing non-injury uh, busts of the early season so far, in my opinion, has been John Dotson, who only caught two of his four targets for 21 yards uh, today. Uh, you know, I mean, most of the co- Commanders receivers, he just they weren't able to get much going um, against the against the Bills, especially with the O line being beat up. But Dotson hasn't been able to get much going. Period. Right, like this yeah. isn't. I mean, like, were people drawing far too big of a conclusion from preseason? Was there almost like triple counting going on with McLaurin's, McLaurin's injury? I apologize about that. And um, and like, I was just curious, like, where your rest of the season expectations are on on Dotson. I mean, I'm kind of getting a little bit bearish here on 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 Howell myself. Well, there's the the commanders. The I, we had actually talked about this a little bit on uh, stock chasing last week, and um, mm-hmm. that one one of the big problems for Dotson is that uh, he's not uh, he's not consolidating targets at all, and um, the targets on the offense are really spread out, 
and just just going down the list today. And so Dotson he had four, Terry had six, Curtis Samuels had four, Colt Turner had six, Antonio Gibson had four, John mm-hmm. Bates had two, like Diami Brown had one. Like you you're just talking about a really spread out um Whoa. target set here. And that's gross. That's gross hearing Diami Brown was even in the list. You know what I mean? Oh come on. And, well, I mean, you, you expect him, so, someone like that, to get <laughs> like a shot play or something like that. And yeah. not sure if that's what happened, but I, it's one of those things where, um, you, uh, I think you are you are marking Dotson down uh, a decent as as a as a dis- disappointment so far, and yeah. where the the evidence is sort of suggesting that he's not like he's not among the NFL's like top top wide receivers um and he's more of a good wide receiver who can perform um but maybe not a uh, not a priority like sort of like five six round uh, uh target in in, in uh, fantasy football yeah um yeah Cole Turner led the team in targets seven targets I mean, if you're really desperate at tight end, is that somewhere you might look? Um, don't they have um uh, Logan Logan Thomas is coming back from a concussion? Uh, well, who knows when Logan Thomas does come back? Right. Um, but ass- assuming he uh, Logan Thomas is out, and uh, mm-hmm. you get sort of desperate for a, a tight end start, Cole, Cole Turner sounds like a, a fine sp- spot start with the contingency that uh, Logan Thomas is out. I think the other thing that's interesting about this game, I think Gibson played more than Brian Robinson um, for the first time this season. It looked for a while like Robinson was going to kind of be the guy. Yeah, yeah, see. he 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 was listed really high up our um, our uh, snap share chart. Yeah, um, he was like in the starter portion, and and, and that's Brian Robinson. So definitely big surprise that uh, Antonio Gibson is playing more. Yeah, I wonder how much of it was related to just the game kind of, well, I mean, I guess it got really out of hand in the fourth quarter, but still, um, how much of the game script changed that? How much? Uh, that yeah, is I don't interesting. Really know. I don't really know. Well, even, even, even if too. it is because of that, even if it is because um, uh, of the game script, I think it's really interesting that in uh, trailing game scripts that Antonio Gibson is a much more trusted uh, player. Because uh, I, I know that the the start, it, it did start to feel though, like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. they have Brian Robinson clearly ahead of Gibson. Yeah. Um, but it's we don't know exactly the, 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 the exact contours, but we know that you know, each of these guys are, are we don't know. It does feel like each of these guys is going to have a role, and uh, different weeks, and um, maybe maybe frustrating uh, start sit decisions in uh, in managed, and um, but uh, in, what we what the information we have is that they e- probably each have a, a a weekly ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah interesting. <laughs> Earlier, it looked like Robinson would even take the take the receiving work, and there was a pretty clear split in this game. So um, that's. Yeah, definitely something that was that was kind of a surprise from this one. Something to watch for sure. Yeah. And do you know if um if there was an injury or anything like that? 
That's what I was trying to find out. It doesn't look like it. I mean, Gibson fumbled in this game, so you would almost expect for him to get the uh, doghouse uh, again, right? Because he's the right spent so much right. time in. They love spend. They love putting him in the doghouse, but that doesn't seem to have <laughs> happened. So that's why I was thinking maybe Robinson got hurt for a while, but I didn't. I didn't see anything. Yeah, there's no news report or anything like that right. on it. It's it's just like game script or whatever. Yeah, but that's interesting though because like they do stand, then they they does show that they still do like you were saying they do have trust Gibson. There's a there's a lot of chatter right now in the in the in our chat about about CJ Stroud. Um, is he the best QB in the AFC South, Connor? He's not even on our show sheet, but we're just going to talk about him now. Or are you or, asking me is, if he's better than Trevor Lawrence? No, and, that's a is tough he better question. Than Gardner Minshew. What's that? Uh, that's a tough question. Is he better than Gardner Minshew? Um, <laughs> is CJ Stroud better than Minshew, or is Trevor no, Lawrence I mean, better? Than- no, 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 no. It's, it's like CJ Stroud. Is he the best rookie quarterback right now? Yeah. Or do you think he, or do you think he's a better, do you think he's going to wind up as a rookie QB one ahead of Richardson and also Bryce Young? Um, I think he's definitely he's uh, when when you say as a rookie QB, do I think he's going to be the top scorer among all rookie QBs this year? Um, I think it's probably like it's hard to say. Um, like if um, what's his name? Who's the guy for the the Colts? I, I know. Richardson. 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 You just said his name. Yeah. If Richardson is 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 uh is healthy uh, and and gets the concussion stuff sorted out, the, the the rushing production there is is it's just so hard to match for a pocket passer. Um, but uh, you were also you, you were getting much cheaper prices on Stroud than uh, than Richardson. So yeah. I th- I I think they're they're both actually pretty uh pretty good hits for the price that you got. Um, especially for Stroud, especially in uh, Superflex, like that's a yeah. that's a big win there, I think. Yeah. Um, for Bryce Young, I'm 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 um, I'm ninety percent of the way there to like thinking that he's maybe a bust. Um, <laughs> that it's a bit early though, but yeah, I mean we're not seeing much of the rushing production though, right? That's just, like his biggest calling well, card. I mean, you actually you have seen uh, you've seen decent Russian, Russian production, like he's getting. 40 50 yards in games but the uh, the passing has been so anemic yeah that you're still getting crappy fantasy performances um and it's I, maybe it is too small of a sample size that to, to sort of like declare this and um, but that the offense is it has been uh, bad with uh Bryce Young as a quarterback and then fu- at least functional Seem to play actually decently with uh, Andy Dalton. Yeah, and it's not like this is such a terrible, terrible, awful offensive environment that nobody could make it work because Andy Dalton can make it work for a game at least. And so it's, I think it's it's extremely concerning for uh, for Bryce that he's looked this poor so so far. And and Andy Dalton looked pretty poor last year against the for the Saints. Yeah. So. He's like, like a backup crazy. quality quarterback, and and it's it's concerning that he's he's outplayed uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah. Um, sticking in Houston, I'm interested in your thoughts on Tank Dell, who's kind of emerged as the top guy there. He had 145 yards today and one touchdown on seven targets. Is uh, I mean, if if Stroud is the real deal, is Tank Dell kind of his number one guy? 
We buying this? I is it, I thought Nico Nico seems to be the, their their main uh, receiver. Yeah, um, did Nico get hurt today? He had only three targets. Um, just but look at, look at his time. Dell, uh, he he clearly looks very very good. Um, and all all, all the uh, most of the concerns about him coming into this year as a rookie, particularly the size thing, clearly uh, not a not an issue. Um, because he he's been f- performing, mm-hmm. um. So I I I think you can I think, uh, Tank Dell is definitely starting to be like a data point where, when guys come out into the draft as 160 170 pounds, like well you know we actually we have we've we've now got evidence that that's that's not a that's not a deal breaker. Yeah. Um. And it's I think it's interesting as well that his uh, his forty time wasn't like phenomenal. I think it was like a four four nine or something like that. So it's like honestly pretty weak for his size. But then when you when you watch him play, he he's clearly playing much faster than that. Um. So I am um, I'm thinking that and uh, Tank Dell in terms of like the size speed production the the college production. And clearly, and it it does seem pretty clear, like an outlier hit, um, Mm -hmm. because normally players who who um, he's twenty three, right? Twenty three year old rookies, not um, (laughs) not normally strong bets. Normally, Rodovis, and 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 Blair, you you would be leading the charge away from uh, somebody like Tank Dell, um, but does seem like okay. Well, we've seen the NFL uh, evidence here; he he can clearly play. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, feels a little bit right. like T.Y. Hilton, right? A little bit like T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I and mean, there's a lot of guys who have kind of come out at that size and been successful. It's definitely more, definitely more rare. But yeah, and with the age thing as well, there are concerns. But I mean, when a, when a guy's producing at the NFL level, you can't really uh, question that too much. All right, anyone else we want to cover before we before we get out of here? Nah, none, none I can think about. It's just been a really weirdo-ish week. AJ um, Spears out-snapping Derrick Henry. What do we think of this? I mean, we're all for it, but do we think it... Neither were, like, fantasy relevant, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I think um, they they still clearly... See, even though uh, Spears is getting uh, more, uh, more snaps, uh, Derrick Henry is still, like... He's still... Derrick Henry to them, <laughs> right? Like they still want to use him quite a bit, and his his uh, touch count and expected points is still like solid. Um, I think the big thing though is that uh, it used to be that you could get there on volume on rushing volume with Derrick Henry, whereas mm-hmm. that that out is 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 just no longer available. Yeah, you need Derrick Henry to play at the top of his game to be like you said fantasy relevant or he's not um and then for spears it, uh to be playing this much in, in a team that's uh historically been very close to 100 henry is is pretty phenomenal yeah um my my I, I guess thinking true my my big concern with spears is that the team has been pretty bad <laughs> like the offense hasn't been very strong like does that um do you guys think that, like, even even with an offense like this, that uh, somebody 
who I know um, was excited about the talent profile. Is 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 it's is is there still like outs to emerge where um he's playing enough and and he can produce enough to be like a a, a really strong zero RB hit? I think that if there is a profile that can hit on an offense that's bad, it's the pass catching running back. So Spears kind of has that going for him. Four targets today. Only three yards, so it wasn't like uh, he's making a case for them to throw to him more. But you know, if if they're, you know, it's hard to hit on a bad offense unless you're a guy who's like an outlet for a quarterback who's under pressure a lot. So I think that does help. But but uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't make doesn't make things easy. We just that, haven't that seen any sense. of that home run uh, home run speed either from from Spears, but doesn't mean he doesn't have it. Yeah, he'll. I mean, yeah, he'll be interesting to watch, and hopefully, he'll keep getting these, keep getting these targets. Because, um, yeah, I I have him on a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah, and and it does sound like you're you're ho- sort of hoping for some games where he's getting six targets, five catches, and even if it's only like uh, thirty yards or something like that, if he if he can add a, a touchdown, touchdown, yeah, like you're you're getting usable weeks there for sure. Yeah. I feel a little bit spoiled um, right now because I'm like, oh, that's only 12 points. I'm just <laughs> because uh, you because must have eighteen and Mostert on a lot of teams. Yeah, uh, because <laughs> we, we've we honestly, it does seem like we've had phenomenal uh, zero RB uh, weeks so far mm-hmm. that like it feels it feels very spoiled rotten to be saying like that's only 12 <laughs> points. Can't use 12 points. I mean, you're hoping for you're hoping for eight targets and seven catches and 60 yards and two touchdowns. But right in between those games, you got to live for the 12 points. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, Connor, what do you got going on this year that people should be checking out? Um, I've been doing stat chasing on uh we, we do it uh, on Tuesday evening. Um, the, the live broadcast is for uh, ship chasing uh, subs, but it it goes out immediately the next morning, and we what we do is we we break down all the uh, the sort of like advanced data uh, for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver, tight ends, and we'll we'll go tr- not every player, but it feel, sometimes it feels like pre- uh, pretty close to every player. And what we'll try to do is we'll try to analyze that data as it comes out, and um, and turn our analysis into something that's really actionable. And, and so like we'll, we'll talk about um, if, if guys are, are, are cut candidates and because of the data, uh, we try to incorporate waivers. Uh, we uh, try to look through the lens of like best ball redraft. So like, how would we re re-rank these players? Now we look at DFS and haven't have, I don't think we've mentioned dynasty yet. And, um, but, our heavy focus is on turning this kind of advanced data and analysis into something as actionable as possible as like something, how, how would we use it to make decisions? Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. It's easy to get overwhelmed with all the advanced metrics. So helpful to, to be able to put it in kind of practical terms. Definitely that, that, check that's that our goal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Definitely check out Connor's work. Uh, and uh, if you're not already subscribed to, our channel then rectify that immediately and uh yeah thanks for hanging out